Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform. Well, it's 508 and it is Monday, June 12th. And my goodness, I'm about... You, but if you didn't get a chance to get outside, maybe you can this evening. What a gorgeous day. So nice to have uh, the reprieve from the heat in this uh, beginning of summer. Um, yeah, just a delightful day. Well, coming up in a little bit, uh, our Monday regular segment with uh, uh, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. So Matthew will be joining us to talk about some of the stories that Flatwater Free Press have been working on. And um, so say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Good to be here, Dan. Yeah. Ready for another Dan Good show. Let's do that. <laughs> Did you do anything fun over the weekend? Uh, no, it was, uh, well, I mean, I got to see my mom yesterday. Oh, and nice. that was that was easily the highlight of, of the weekend. It had been, it had only been about a week and a half since I saw her, but I got to pick her up and take her to church, and nice. it was the world to her, so it made me all the happier. That's great. That's really good. Um, well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome into uh, on the show um, Mayor Lyrian Gaylord-Baird uh, for what will be our very first monthly chat with the mayor. She was kind enough to call in uh, a few weeks ago when I first stepped in front of this mic, and so... Mayor Lyrian has agreed to come on every month to give us a little update on what's going on with the city. So we look forward to that. And um, coming up here in a few minutes, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the second half of the show. Uh, uh, Pretty uh, extraordinary events happening uh, in the judicial system here in our country with the first ever indictment, uh, federal indictment of uh, uh, of a former president. So, um, and tomorrow will be uh, his opportunity to, for the first time, to go before the court and uh, and turn himself in. So that uh, obviously is taking up a lot of oxygen on the national news front, and we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, after the uh, break at the bottom of the hour. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yes, joining us, uh, as we always do on Mondays, is Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Matthew, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, making time. I know Mondays are a busy day for you and the and the crew over there. And so um, what did you do for the weekend? God, what did I do for the weekend? It's, uh, <laughs> Monday at 5 p.m. I can't even remember the weekend. <laughs> Was you, there a weekend? Yeah, you probably. I'm, prob- I'm not actually sure. Yeah, you probably worked hard. Well, uh, uh, I was up in your town uh, over the weekend. I sometimes get away and like to uh, hang out at the old market and visit my little oasis, my little French oasis at La Bouvette. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, that's. You know, they're so good. They know which uh cocktail to serve me when i sit down and so anyway that's uh it's always uh the highlight of my uh weekend if i get to go to la bouvette so yeah you gotta you, 
keep La Bouvette secret, Dan. Don't tell people I thinking know about it. La Bouvette. There's going to be it. too many people there. <laughs> What's the old Yogi Berra line? Uh, we don't. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Um, you guys have once again uh, been working hard, and and you know I like this segment so much, Matthew, and I'm so thankful for Flatwater Free Press uh, willingness to do this each week. And you know this is to me this is the educating part of the educate, inform, and entertain uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show because I I think uh, we get to talk about stories that uh, I don't think you see uh, elsewhere in the news uh, here in Nebraska. So. I really appreciate the work that you guys do, and and uh, so one story uh, that I wanted to bring up um, that you guys have worked on recently it uh, reminded me because uh, just on Friday, uh, the Friday news dump, right? <laughs> uh, Governor Pillen announced uh, that former Nebraska Emergency Management uh, Agency Assistant Director Brian Tuma, uh, who's also a former State Patrol Superintendent, was his pick. Uh, to become the executive director of the state's crime commission. And, uh, of course, uh, you guys did a really great uh, story, uh, investigative story, on the work that uh, that the crime commission didn't do. And uh, so uh, Tuma will, re- will replace uh, Don Arp, who resigned uh, just, was just earlier, is just last week, wasn't it? When did he resign? Yeah, well, they announced in the same same press release. I mean, it was sort of slipped into the announcement of the new, you know, director of the Nebraska Current Mission, who, 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 by the way, I mean, you know, has an impressive resume, the, the, the yes. guy that they uh, announced to, to, to do that, but, you know, slipped into that same announcement, under, understandably, was the fact that the previous uh, guy, Don Arp, had, had resigned. And, you know, this, obviously, we don't know why he resigned. Um, it, it, it said in the, in the release that, that, you know, he resigned to prove their interest in the in the private sector. But uh, you know, in the last previous couple of weeks before he resigned, obviously our, our story or stories actually came out that showed that one of the programs that that he was overseeing as the director of the Nebraska Crime Commission, you know, wasn't really uh, helping the people that it or very many people um, that it was uh, supposed to help uh, victims in this case of, of violent crime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're visiting with Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Uh, and yeah, your state uh, watchdog reporter, Sarah Getzler, uh, reported uh, recently that uh, uh, they were so behind in trying to accomplish the work that uh, some of the work that they were uh, to help crime victims. Uh, the story that Sarah wrote, uh, for example, Iowa aided. 5,700 victims of violent crime in the past two years, uh, paying for things like hospital bills, counseling sessions uh, for people who had been assaulted or raped, and and funeral costs uh, if a loved one was killed. And your reporting showed in that same time frame, uh, Nebraska, which has same access to federal funding to help victims, uh, one of the most important charges that the Crime Commission has, um, aided a grand total of 118 people uh, for you know a measly uh, half a million dollars, whereas Iowa paid victims in that same time frame uh, over 10 million dollars. And so, obviously, the work wasn't being done. Yeah, it's, it's one of those cases where you know those numbers really do speak uh, for themselves. I mean, there's a couple uh, caveats. 
the you know the the regulations in various states can be different, right? So uh, part of the uh, uh, kind of current situation lies with the Nebraska legislature, who has you know chosen to to write these laws that are meant or or this program that's meant to help. Um, really, I mean, the people who are most, you know, I, I mean, you can't think of too many more groups of people that need help more than victims of violent crime. Yes. Uh, you know, and, uh, and so the, these regulations in Nebraska are in a way that it makes it harder in some ways to help, um, uh, these victims of violent crime, but then, you know, uh, uh, ARC and the Nebraska Crime Commission, uh, either through a lack of funding for how many people they employ or through their own interpretation of those rules draconian i would say is mm-hmm. a fair word mm-hmm. to, to use there um you know really uh chose i, I think to, to to fund uh to help far fewer uh uh people so you get to a place where uh yeah iowa helps 700 victims of violent crime nebraska helps uh, a little more uh, than than 100 the other caveat here is that and you mentioned it, but it's just really important for people to understand a lot of this money is federal money. Yes. It is money that is set aside to help victims of violent crime in Nebraska and Iowa and Massachusetts and California. And so then the conversation becomes and the question becomes, do we want it to help victims of violent crime in Nebraska or would we rather it go to victims of violent crime in in California? Um, and so really it's it's a choice. That, that the state government makes and the Nebraska Crime Commission makes uh, about not just how we spend our own money, but also how we spend exactly. uh, or don't spend the federal government's money. Yeah. Well, Matthew, let's take this quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, another great uh, sports story. Well, it's more than a sports story uh, that you guys published a couple days ago. Uh, we'll be right back with Man- Matthew Hansen from Flatwater Free Press after this quick break on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition of The Dan Parsons Show, where we have the privilege of sitting down with uh, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, and check in to see what great stories they're working on. And don't forget, coming up uh, on the Tuesday edition of The Dan Parsons Show, we'll welcome Mayor Lyrian Gaylord-Baird into the studio. Well, actually, she'll be by phone, but we'll uh, still welcome her into the studio for our first monthly chat uh, with the mayor. Uh, And don't forget, uh, you can sign up for Flatwater Free Press free newsletter and read all of their stories uh, at flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, well, Matthew, uh, I loved the story that you guys worked on uh, that was published uh, over the weekend or a Friday, I guess, um, about a Nebraska basketball court uh, that helped um, make him. And now Josh Jones wants to save it. And uh, what a great story. Uh, uh, so introduce that for us and, and chat about that. I really love that, uh, sure. that piece. Sure. Yeah. There- Thank you. There's uh, uh, this court uh, or series of courts in North Omaha that are really um, central to a lot of the the history of the last uh, uh, 50 years uh, of the place, 60 years of the place. I mean, they're uh, uh, RFK campaigned 
right down the block. Uh, People who appeared at these courts include Gail Sayers, Bob Boozer, Oscar Robertson. I mean, uh, Marlon Briscoe, who's the the first black quarterback in the NFL, uh, who's from Omaha, like all this incredible Omaha sports history and Omaha civil rights history happened in or near um, this place. And, you know, as uh, places do, it, it, uh, the Bryant Center has, has fallen on some harder times. I know there have been a number of people um, in the community who have, have worked to, to try to rehabilitate it. And now uh, uh, this, this guy that uh, some of your listeners will know if they follow college basketball, I mean, former uh, uh, Creighton star, um, uh, is back it's at the place where he you know, learned how to play basketball. That's so right? cool. He yeah. Spent countless hours himself shooting jumpers and, and dreaming of uh, a career in college in the NBA. And now he's uh, back to try to make, uh, you know, sort of preserve that, that uh, similar dreams for, for the next uh, generation of uh, North Omaha kids. That's so cool. Well, and I loved in your newsletter how you introduced uh, the author, uh, Dirk. Talk a little bit about Dirk and, and uh, how you landed him to uh, hopefully write more stories for you. <laughs> well, I badgered him repeatedly. That's <laughs> how, how I landed him. But, yeah, I mean, Dirk Chatelain, you know, uh, obviously my, my background, not obviously, my background is as a reporter at the Lincoln Journal Star and then the Omaha World Herald. So Dirk and I have known each other for years from the Omaha World Herald. He, he uh, And Dirk, Dirk's an amazing uh, writer. He's an amazing sports writer and sports columnist. He's made a lot of people mad over the years <laughs> about his hot takes about Bo Politi or Scott Frost or whatever. Yep, yep. I don't really care, by the way, about much of that stuff. So I'm, I'm, uh, I've always more connected to Dirk's stories that that kind of are, are about sports essentially but much more about um life and i i think this is one of those stories and dirk's just an incredible writer so yes. to, to be able to hire people like that to freelance stories for the flatwater free press um it's it's fantastic from my point of view yeah yeah no dirk does a, a fantastic job and you're right i mean he has kind of made a name for himself for being a little controversial and uh so I know the uh, LNK Today uh, uh, have him on from time to time, or have in the past, and uh, yeah, he's he's just a great writer, and that's what I appreciate about what you guys do is is looking for those reporters that uh, that really have a knack for writing, and Dirk certainly does that. So yeah, so check that story out, uh, FlatwaterFreePress.org. Uh, again, you know, sign up for the free newsletter and and get to read all those stories uh, anytime you like. Well, I can't let you go, uh, Matthew, without uh, at least uh, giving a plug for uh, Sarah Baker Hansen's great uh, work that she's done with Dave uh, Utterback, uh, the first ever Nebraskan to become a finalist uh, for the James Beard Award for Best Chef in the Midwest. And that I'm just so thrilled that uh, that story just continues to bring more and more attention to this great chef in Omaha. Yeah, and I mean, I uh, uh, you know I've been the beneficiary of of uh, eating at Dave's table uh, a number of times, and for Lincoln people, if they if they haven't checked it out yet, I mean, check out La Bouvette, uh, like Dan says, but also t- check out Dave's restaurants, including Yoshitomo, which is you know kind of his his flagship first first place. He's just doing cool, interesting stuff in Nebraska. It's such a Nebraska story. It's sushi in landlocked Nebraska. I mean, what could be more? And do and somebody using steak 
uh, with uh, sushi, right? I mean, just a, it's a very Nebraska uh, story, even though it's about fish. And in addition to Sarah's review and story, uh, she recorded a a, a a podcast, correct, last week? Yeah, we have a uh, every, every uh, month or so, we have a Flatwater Free Conversation, which is a, a, a podcast and a video and a transcript with uh, Michael Severe, who yes. uh, some of your listeners might know. Speaking of Husker uh, sports and sports talk radio, I mean, uh, a guy who's, uh, you know, done it all uh, as far as uh, Nebraska sports goes. And, and most of what he does for us, uh, by the way, isn't uh, about sports. Um, he's a great interviewer. So, yeah, he, he had Sarah on and Dave Ederbuck on, and they, you know, they talked about the restaurant. But really, to me, I, as listening, as I was listening to it, listeners said, check this out if they want it's really a conversation about following your dreams and you know despite these immense obstacles be they how do i uh you know have a sushi restaurant uh, in nebraska that's award-winning uh or anything else right i mean it's just it's 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 a conversation about food but it really isn't it's a conversation about how you follow your own dream which is pretty cool yeah very cool well matthew we'll let you go uh thanks so much for uh taking time to join us here on the Dan Parsons Show on Monday. And uh, have a great rest of your week. Keep cranking out those stories, and uh, we'll check in with you next Monday. Thanks, Dan. Okay, take care, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. And, again, you can uh, check out uh, all of Matthew's reporters, all their work uh, for free uh, on their website. Uh, flatwaterfreepress.org. You can sign up for their newsletter. Matthew authors their uh, weekly newsletter, uh, sends that out on Friday afternoon, so you can see all the work that they're uh, working on, all the stories they're working on. And they do, in addition to the written word, uh, they have an occasional uh, a podcast with uh, video and audio that you can enjoy on that website. Well, coming up uh, in tomorrow's show, like I said, Mayor Lyrian will join us, uh, and uh, so we'll look forward to that conversation. And when we come back after the break, uh, I'm just going to run through some of the news headlines in addition to uh, what's going on in Washington, uh, some breaking stories uh, here in our own judicial system here in Nebraska uh, that happened this afternoon, and then a fun story uh, that I want to share with you from another journalist uh, here in Nebraska, uh, right here in Lincoln from the Lincoln Journal Star. So uh, we'll... Uh, be back uh, after this short break. Don't go anywhere. Uh, even though it's a beautiful evening, uh, stick around for the rest of the show because uh, we're going to have some fun and continue to educate and inform. So we'll be back after this message on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that 
Wait, did we just hit a million orders? Stage. Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show here on 1499.3 KLIN. And anytime you like, on demand on your favorite podcast platform. Well, thanks to Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, for his weekly check-in. Uh, Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. And if you missed... Um, well, if you missed Matthew's review of the stories that they've been working on, uh, you can catch that on the, uh, on the podcast. And if you want to read some of uh, the work that Matthew's reporters uh, are cranking out over there, you can sign up for their uh, free newsletter uh, by going on their uh, website, flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, and Matthew writes a, a very entertaining uh, weekly newsletter uh, that announces uh, some of the stuff they're working on and uh, each Friday and so go on there and sign up it's 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 just a great model uh, uh, like Nebraska Examiner the other nonprofit uh, uh, news organization here in the state uh, Flatwater uh, gives their work away uh, they don't charge for it uh, not only to uh, people who want to read it and consume it uh, but also to other news outlets so anyway we're very very thankful for Matthew's uh, work uh, don't forget, coming up uh, tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show, we'll welcome uh, Mayor, Mayor Lyrian Gaylord Baird. Um, the mayor has agreed to come on uh, once a month, and so this is her first uh, segment to do that. And so look forward to chatting with the mayor to see what's going on in the city. And um, and on the front end, so you've got you've got two local programs on this station well you got more than two but you got the bookends with the morning show and then the afternoon show with the dan parsons show so don't forget our friends on the morning show lnk today with jack and friends uh and uh, they have a couple of my favorite uh people in lincoln uh on the show tomorrow well one's in omaha actually uh, don't miss joe jordan from new from news channel nebraska we'll be visiting with jack and the gang tomorrow and then JB, John Baylor, will also be on the show. So uh, JB is always entertaining, and uh, so that'll be fun. So don't miss that. Well, um, as you uh, know from following the Dan Parsons show, I'm a bit of a presidential historian, a presidential nerd. History nerd is probably the better term for it, and we've been talking about uh, the the scandal of the Watergate era that kind of started my political uh, career when I was a young kid uh, here in Lincoln. And um, so, naturally, I'm starting to geek out on another historical event, uh, Nixon back in the 70s, obviously very historical event. Uh, he resigned to avoid uh, the uh, uh, the prospect that he would be impeached and removed from office. And, uh, and then uh, later... Um, his predecessor, his uh, person that replaced him, uh, Gerald Ford, was his vice president. And uh, actually, uh, he was not his vice president. He he was appointed uh, to fill out uh, his term because uh, uh, 
Agnew, Spiro Agnew, was the vice president, and he resigned. So anyway, lots of scandal back there in the 70s. So now we have another uh, scandal that's uh, causing uh, a lot of chaos and and angst here in our country with uh, with former President Donald Trump, who was who made history uh, last week by being federally indicted uh, on Thursday. Uh, the indictment was unsealed on Friday afternoon. So the first uh, first time in our history, a former president has been uh, federally indicted uh, for a crime. And um, so. If you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, The Dan Parsons Show, and I encourage you to do that. And I opine a bit on uh, political uh, issues, on the uh, especially on the Twitter page. I've done that for years on my um, Ask Dan, the PR man Twitter page. And and so I have. I've been uh, following the news and, and commenting on it from time to time. But um, uh, I, I thought it was very telling uh, that... Uh, some people, even in the former presidents, uh, who were members of his cabinet and his 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 administration, are speaking out. And uh, so, Johnny, let's play this clip. Um, this is Bill Barr, uh, former President uh, Donald Trump's Attorney General. And uh, well, we'll let this clip uh, speak for itself, and then we'll comment afterwards. Today, uh, Trump's former U.S. Attorney General is calling his claims of Trump's claims of a witch hunt ridiculous. Bill Barr says the indictment is very damning and described the government's case against Trump as solid. And this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt, uh, is ridiculous. Yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his uh, adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims. And I've, and I've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim. But this is much different. He's not a victim here. He was totally wrong. Uh, that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has. He, they have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and ret- retain them. And he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, would, their stomach would churn at it. Yeah, it's a striking contrast to what you were hearing from almost all Republican leaders who have spoken out. I mean, we're in a familiar dynamic here with these uh, very detailed, very serious charges that have been filed against former President Trump, where the only voices in the Republican Party just about uh, that are willing to talk are those who preemptively condemn the whole thing, discredit it. It's illegitimate. It's political. It's weaponized. It's a witch hunt. And those who might think it's more serious with the rare exceptions now of Bill Barr, John Bolton, Chris Christie, Asa Hutchinson, they are remaining silent. And so you have this enormous imbalance. Yeah, so commentator uh, commenting on former Attorney General Bill Barr's comments. Um, Yeah, there's not many Republican leaders who are speaking out. Uh, Most of them are uh, giving the former president a pass and doing the what about? Uh, What about Hillary? What about this person what about this and instead of uh of talking about the charges that uh, uh have been alleged and you know what the the uh, Mr. Trump gets uh, a fair uh, trial and presumed innocent just like anybody in the system um and so i find it interesting that uh some people are beginning to speak out i tell you what uh, i've begun i haven't read all of the indictment um 
but I've read, I've started to read through it, and uh, there's even an audio um, version of it that uh, I've started to listen to. But uh, it's pretty damning. Uh, it's pretty. It's it's a pretty solid case. There's a lot of evidence there. So I would just encourage you uh, to have an open mind and um, uh, look at the facts uh, because that's really what this is going to come down to and boil boil down to are the facts and a, a jury of his peers will uh, deem him uh, guilty or innocent uh, and so that's how that works but uh, so speaking of our friend Joe Jordan who will be on the LNK today with Jack and Friends tomorrow morning I'm sure he'll be talking about this uh, uh, Joe filed a story uh, uh, I think over the weekend about uh, Nebraska Congressman Don Bacon and um so you know congressman bacon has uh, you know from time to time uh, spoken out uh, about the president uh, and he did so again uh with um, uh over the weekend and uh, uh he left uh, he was he had some pretty uh, interesting uh, uh things to say so johnny let's play that clip of congressman bacon Republican Don Bacon, who's been elected four times in one of the country's rarer and rarer purple districts, appears at first glance ready to take on former President Trump as he weighs in on Trump's historic federal criminal indictment regarding the handling of classified government files. In his initial statement, Bacon says he's shocked at the alleged callousness of how these documents were handled. They should not have been stored in his home and should have been completely handed over when the government requested. Very sadly, we're a nation in decline, and yet they go after a popular president. Two years ago, Bacon began distancing himself from Trump, sort of. You're hoping he doesn't run in 2024. I would rather see a new a new candidate. Uh, Tim Scott, uh, I, personally, I like Mike Pence. I know him real well. We're battling through this pandemic. Of course, it depends right now. Joe Biden's doing so poorly in the polling uh, that maybe President Trump could still win. Which takes us to the rest of Bacon's latest statement, where he adds some pro-Trump talking points. According to Bacon, the alleged obstruction to the request of the National Archives and FBI, if true, is inexcusable. And then he adds this, I'm the same person who criticized Hillary Clinton for knowingly and willfully storing thousands of classified emails on her unclassified computer and thought the DOJ failed in holding her accountable. I believe in using the same standards and ask the DOJ to do the same. Bacon is running for re-election next year, having won in 2022 over Democrat Tony Vargas by a slim two points. So, there you go. Uh, two Republican leaders, uh, one uh, former President uh, Donald Trump's uh, Attorney General and our own Congressman from uh, the 2nd District, Don Bacon, uh, weighing in and really uh, uh, putting it fairly square uh, that it's inappropriate and uh, he will be held accountable so uh, anyway uh, I find that interesting we'll be back after this message on 1499.3 K-L-I-N you're listening to the Dan Parsons show on 1499.3 K-L-I-N
And welcome back to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show here on 1499.3 KLIN. And if you miss uh, anything, uh, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Well, 549 as we begin to wind up uh, today's show. Um, just another uh, little bit about this historic uh, indictment of a former president. Um, and again, I, I come at this uh, maybe from a different perspective than maybe some other talk show hosts. Um, I, I really am fascinated by the historical perspective of what's going on in our country. And I think it's a very uh, perilous time. And, uh, you know, uh, so here's, I, I just wanted to read a couple excerpts from, and I won't tell you what the publication is, uh, because it may surprise you, but uh, I will tell you, uh, I won't let keep you guessing, but uh, this story ran over the weekend. Donald Trump was federally indicted on Thursday. The indictment was unsealed on Friday afternoon. Uh, the charges, 31 counts of willful retention of classified national security information, five counts of obstruction of justice, and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice, pertain to material Trump took from the White House after his presidency, stored in Mar-a-Lago, and refused to return. Um, Trump is nailed dead to rights, and what matters most of all is that it's not on some technical offense. What he was doing before only a physical raid on Mar-a-Lago stopped his madness, turns out to have been less an act of mere carelessness than an active threat to United States national security, one fueled solely by Trump's demented behavior and sense of self-entitlement. No, it's not the New York Times. It's National Review. William F. Buckley's uh, magazine, the magazine that I grew up in college reading, uh, and my hero, my conservative hero, in addition to Ronald Reagan, William F. Buckley. So this is the publication that launched, that helped launch the conservative, the modern day conservative movement in this country. And so uh, here is their opinion uh, that calling Trump demented behavior and sense of self-entitlement. Um, uh, they go on to write, the case begins the day after Trump left office with boxes and boxes of items some entirely personal, but many highly classified, and he took them to his Mar-a-Lago estate. Uh, the third paragraph, uh, National Review article states, um, the third paragraph of the indictment is damning as to the nature of the material Trump absconded with. Quote, quoting from the... Um, from the indictment, the classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapon capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. Those are not mere keepsakes, National Review writes. Uh, the tale of how irresponsibly Trump and his underlings stored these documents takes up the remarkable first segment of the indictment. Uh, they go on to write, from an open ballroom to a bathroom to a shower to a storage closet by a liquor cabinet, Trump was directing his people to lug all these boxes of classified information uh, <clears throat> excuse me, around to comically insecure and high-trafficked areas. 
Forget about reasonable security. Forget about potential exposure to foreign agents. We're just lucky nobody accidentally urinated on America's Iranian counterstrike plan during the years 2021 and 22. They end their story. It's your choice whether to support him in the 2024 <coughs> campaign or not. And that's National Review. Uh, founded by the godfather of the modern conservative movement in America, uh, William F. Buckley. So, you know, my prediction is um, I think Trump will still win the nomination. Uh, I still think there's enough people who are blinded by loyalty to him uh, who won't take the time uh, to read uh, this indictment, to listen to the facts, and have an honest assessment of what went on. And I think, and a lot of commentators have said this, what is just maddening to think about, uh, this was an unforced error. error. Uh, he didn't have to do any of this. And it's just kind of fascinating to, to, to look at that and figure out why. Well, so anyway, that's the national scope. Um, on, the, on the local level, I wanted to highlight uh, just today, uh, Nebraska's 12-week abortion ban uh, will remain in effect for now after a hearing today on a lawsuit challenging the new law was delayed until July. Uh, as I'm sure our listeners have been following um, <clears throat> uh, this uh, uh, LB 574, uh, started out as a bill to prohibit gender-affirming care for individuals under 19, uh, while a separate bill in the legislature uh, sought to ban abortions after embryonic cardiac activity could be detected at about the six-week mark. But the abortion measure, which was, if you're keeping track at home on your bingo cards, LB-626 was blocked when supporters failed to get enough votes to cut off the filibuster. So supporters then combined those two topics using an amendment uh, to LB-574. The amendment banned abortions after 12 weeks and banned uh, gender-related surgery for minors uh, while allowing gender-related medications under rules and regulations that are to be developed by the state's chief medical officer. So today, uh, the loss, the, there was a lawsuit filed uh, just shortly after the session uh, to seek a court order blocking the enforcement uh, of those new restrictions and declaring that the bill uh, is unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional on the basis that it violates the Nebraska Constitution's single subject requirement. So uh, today's hearing uh, delayed a ruling on that preliminary injunction question, uh, which means the 12-week abortion ban uh, will stay in effect until the next hearing date. Um, so that's what happened in Nebraska news today. We're caught up with that. Um, but I wanted to end today with, uh, with a story, uh, that's, uh, I just think, uh, is, uh, heartwarming, at least for me. Uh, Don Walton, uh, for those of you who have uh, been a fan of Don's, uh, a long time, long, long time, uh, writer and columnist for the Lincoln Journal Star, uh, Don's retiring. Uh, he has retired. And so here's his column uh, today in the Lincoln Journal, uh, Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Don says, okay, let's do this. It is time for me to go, but not without a big and grateful thank you. Thank you for reading me, encouraging me, challenging me. I've been doing this for decades, and it has been lots of fun. 
both a privilege and a blast. Sometimes exciting, never dull. Well, almost never. The bottom line is that it really was fun. Uh, Don goes on to write, A long time ago, when I was a young reporter at the Lincoln Star, I had a decision to make when I returned from active duty in the Army. It was a different time when young males were subject to a military draft and two years of active duty. Informed that I was on the following month's draft list, I quickly chose the alternative of enlisting for six months of active duty, uh, which he later led to transferring to the National Guard. Uh, Don goes on to write, so I was both an enlistee and a draft dodger. (laughs) Uh, When I returned to Lincoln, I applied to move on to a job with the Denver Post attracted by the Rocky Mountains as well as by a larger newspaper. Uh, The letter that I got back urged me to get more journalistic experience before trying again. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, He goes on to write, it was been a great, it has been great, full of opportunities um, uh, to occasionally travel nationally during most of that time to pursue largely political stories covering national party conventions. And he goes on to talk about covering stories in Washington, tracking presidential candidates, um, and just covering uh, Nebraska governors and members of Congress. Uh, he says, I'm glad and grateful that I decided to stay. Thanks to all the terrific and talented people I've been, have had the privilege to work with side by side. Many of them are my are now my close friends. So uh, I gave a shout-out uh, on my Twitter page. So go to the Dan Parsons uh, Twitter account, and I posted a photo of me and Don. It's a few years old. Uh, we had done a fly-around with some candidate I was uh, helping and representing, and so there we are on the tarmac behind this private plane. Uh, nice picture of Don and I. So uh, thank you, Don Walton, for your great work that you've done through all these years and uh, informed us of... Uh, of how the system works and how it doesn't work. And I'm just very thankful that uh, I've been able to work with you. So thanks, Don. Well, listen, uh, that's the show. Uh, don't forget, uh, again, I want to thank Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, uh, for showing up and uh, giving us uh, uh, some of the work that they're doing, the great work that they're doing. And don't forget, tomorrow, Mayor Lyrian Gaylord Baird will be with us to tell us what's going on in the city. So that's a wrap. Uh, Go enjoy the weather and go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.